Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture from 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 2 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. As we talked about recently, God created men and women with different functions and purposes within the Christian church. Although men and women are both educated in God's word in the church, the duty to preach and teach was given to men alone. Teaching is a male prerogative, which is why Paul tells Timothy that men are able to teach others. Women are forbidden from this task in any capacity. Women cannot teach, and Jesus called upon men to preach God's word. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22 and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them... And uh, they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. You know, in many places who profess to follow Christ, you will find people who attempt to keep one foot in the church and, and the other in the world. They want to maintain their Christian faith, but they don't want to let go of worldly philosophies. And in these same groups, you'll find numerous things that are completely contrary to the teachings of Christ. Many people want to believe that they're going to be in heaven someday, but they are so far into the world that when somebody stands up for biblical truth, instead of accepting it, they speak evil about it. Second Peter 2 verses 1 through 2 says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Notice it teaches here that there'll be false teachers from inside the church who teach heretical things. Now, Judas was a very close part of the original apostles, but then he betrayed Christ. When something is heretical, it means adherence to a religious opinion that is contrary to church dogma. And it's characterized by departure from accepting, or uh, departure from accepted beliefs and standards. Instead of accepting Paul's teaching, some would quickly claim that some of his writings were in the flesh. And I find those statements ludicrous because Paul is the one whom Christ chose to pen most of the New Testament teachings that we have today. Instead of accepting truth, they usurp over him. They speak evil of the Apostle Paul, and blaspheme the true teachings of Christ. The true Christian faith is certainly on the decline, similar to the days of Noah, which is why we must rise up and fight for the original faith that was handed down 2,000 years ago. Jude 1 verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Paul was preaching the heavenly things of God's truth, from which one should never reject or turn away from, especially those who are following Jesus. Hebrews 12, verse 25, See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if escape not, who refused him that spake on earth? 
much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Many people assume that because everybody else is doing it in other church groups, then it must be all right. But let me ask you this. Just because other kids are throwing spitballs in the class, does that mean that you should do it too? Just because some people are committing fornication and adultery, does that mean that you should do it too? Just because women are teaching and preaching scripture, does that mean you should do it too? The apostle didn't compare himself to what others were doing. 2 Corinthians 10, 12, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. One of the greatest heresies in these latter days is women preaching and teaching God's word. And only a true man of God, as Paul was, is going to stand up against it. Like yeast and bread, it continues to grow. But when numerous groups allow and continue this practice, the true spiritual men of God do not. It is forbidden fruit to women, as was the tree in paradise. First Timothy 2, beginning at verse 11, says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be lent in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. When a woman usurps, it means to take power or control of something without the right to do so. A woman who professes Christianity is completely out of the bounds are out of bounds by taking upon herself a man's duties that have been granted by God. Unbelieving women might do this out in the world, but a woman who does it in the church is walking in the ways of Jezebel, who actually called herself spiritual. And this has been going on for thousands of years. Isaiah 3.12 says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. The rebellious spirit of Jezebel is not one of submission. It's about a rebellious desire for power and authority that has not been granted to her by Jesus. It is far outside her purview as a woman, especially one who professes submission to Christ. God will punish that rebellion without repentance, obviously. Revelation 2, verses 20 through 23. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. It is the impenitent hard heart of the lofty Jezebel, and those who follow her, that are going to bring about God's punishments. You can obey or disobey. You can submit to God's will or reject it. But remember that when it comes down to biblical truth, things are either right or wrong from the word of God because you can't have it both ways. 
So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC. We can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.